Reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Oh, my Lord, I might go 
to have this very special time with you and uh, I see a lot of faces that remind me of myself sitting in a camp at Winneba looking like an AIDS patient <laughs> I was watching a camp recently not recently, somewhere last year. And when I saw myself, I stopped watching the camp. I stopped. It, it was too bad. It was too bad. I don't know. I really don't know what was going on. But um, I see young, youngish, you know, people with the faces of novices. But these are the great giants God is going to use in future. Amen. Whenever I meet someone who is capable of looking at a person and determine the person's future, I see a great person. <laughs> I see a very wonderful person. That you can look at a person's shirt or a person's even current mistakes and be able to, with strength, predict that this person will be like this, like that. I find it very, very fantastic. So, um, we are saying that. And it's a, you see, it's a fitting opening remark that some of you sitting here don't look anything like somebody God can use. But man looks on the outward appearance. And God sees into the heart. So I want everyone in this meeting to know that. And I'm, I'm here tonight for just a few minutes. To explain in English to you what is happening to you. Why you are here. Because, you know, people can have experiences for a very long time and not understand what is going on. So I want to welcome everyone to this church planters school. 
and I mean exactly what it is. It's a church planter's school. It's a special meeting I'm having to, and I've already had one, which I talked about relationships, church growth and relationships. This is not, please, this meeting is not for church growth. This is not to, and this meeting is not to enhance the anointing of center leaders. This meeting, and by the grace of God, if God gives us some more weeks to live, this meeting is for only one thing. So, so if you are here and this only one thing is not what you are into, I want to beg you to please um, rearrange and reposition yourself. This meeting is for the planting of centers in June. Yes. And what was the target? Is Felix in the church or he's gone home? Shine was 82. And uh, we didn't do. So if Shine was 82, then we are looking at roughly. Do you have the figure? Sorry. Yes. So we are looking at around 150. Because there are many thing, uh, centers I have not uh, brought up with Felix, but he has 129 in his uh, uh, system. <laughs> his system. <laughs> So, so I, I, I want to be very clear. Uh, this meeting is not to polish Jesus. This meeting is not for the enhancement of center leaders' anointing. It is a special meeting for English-speaking leaders who are going to plant centers in June. That is it all. So, in case you didn't finish your sewing or you didn't finish your homework, you can go home and do it. Yes. But this meeting is for people who are going to plant churches. Yeah. It's not even a servant armed and trained. Tuesday is for servants armed and trained. Hmm. This is for planting of churches. 
So, that is why tonight I consider it a special event because there are some of you who have been brought here but you are not even aware that you exist. <laughs> because you see, sometimes things will be going on in your life or around you, but you don't know what is going on. You, you don't understand what is going on. Yes. So it's my responsibility to take you as a preliminary comment to First Samuel. Yes, First Samuel, chapter number three. And you see in verse number four, that the Lord, Lord, say Lord, Lord. The, Lord the Lord, the Lord called Samuel. The Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. Here am I. The center, the, the, the GSO or the movie overseer called, what's your name? Rendezvous. Randovan. Randovan. All right. Are you a Ghanaian? With Ghanaian parents. They are called Randovan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Lord called Samuel and he answered. He answered. Please notice that he answered. Like all of you have answered. Your pastor brought you here. Were you brought by your pastor? Yeah. You've answered to be here. You didn't say, <laughs> You've answered. God called Samuel, he answered, and he, he, he answered and said, I am here. For you to be in this meeting, it means you have answered the a call. He said, I am here, verse 5. Let's roll on. And he ran, he ran to Eli. Now, so that is it. That's all. God calls someone. The person answers, but his response is a deviation. He answers with respect. He said, we are going to church for a meeting. Please, I'll come along. But when you see the person's response, you see, there's, it is one thing saying, here am I, and it's another thing. When we watch what you are doing, we can see that you don't understand what was said for you to respond, here am I. I'll take it again. When you are called, there are two responses. Response. The first response is a polite acquiescence of the call. Polite. 
that I can hear that you are calling and I agree. And I'm saying that I am here. Then after answering that you are here, we watch what you are doing. And we are amazed that God has called you and you are running to Eli. Which means that you, you might have answered, but you genuinely do not understand what is going on. Like the sister sitting here, you, you, your mind is not here. You see, so she, she has... She has given a response. She is bodily here in the meeting. But her mind, where's your mind now? Where was your mind? Where? What was what are you thinking about? Oh, speak. I'm asking a question in English. You can't speak. You won't answer. So where was your mind? Where was it? I see your body here. But where was your mind? Temporarily, just for a brief. But I caught you. Your mind was somewhere. Where was your mind? Sorry. <laughs> so please listen very carefully. You can be here. By being here means here am I. Here. It's, please be seated. We are all here. But when you start moving, we are surprised at what you are doing. You have responded to the call to be in this room. While we are having a church planters, uh, your friend is saying, no, school. <laughs> church planters school. But when we see you on Monday, we are surprised that this person is a church planter. Here am I. Then when he starts moving, he's moving away from God. Away from God. Some of you have come. You are here this evening. You are with us. So, it is, it is apparent that you are being trained to be a church planter. But when we see your behavior this weekend, Friday evening, with that man, we will ah. But what is going on with this girl? So there is always the role of a pastor called Eli to explain what is going on and help you to respond appropriately to the call. Without explanation, you will not approach God well. So, Eli stepped in. Even though Eli was not the one who, was, who, who had been called. Eli had experienced his call about those days. I don't know how, how old they were. They were 200 years or 80 years or whatever. But he had experienced his call long ago. It's now the turn of a young boy to be called. And God calls this young boy. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the call Samuel had was a similar call Eli also had many, many years earlier. Somehow, Eli managed to respond properly to the call. So, when he watched the behavior of Samuel, he couldn't believe it. Which is what is happening in this generation now. Personally, when I look at how certain people are doing ministry and how they are arranging themselves and their utterances, and so, I, I can't believe that. Is this person a shepherd? Does this person really want to build a church? Wow! Is this person interested in growing the center? So then Eli steps in. And I am also stepping in. Because when I see your movement, it is not congruous. There is no congruity. Here am I. And when he gets up, we expect him to move towards God. But he's moving towards something else. Why? Why did Samuel move towards Eli? Why? Because Samuel felt and thought that for him, it's okay to be with Eli. And that's the call. That is all he knows. The, 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 the scripture earlier or two or so down will say that the word of God was not known in those days. So the, the best, Il, uh, 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 what is his name, that boy? Samuel. The best Samuel knew in ministry and in, the, in, in, in ecclesiology, church life, was Eli. He knew nothing beyond Eli. Some of you sitting here don't know anything beyond your, your center leader sitting in front of you. Some of you actually in this room think that the person who brought you here wants to give you something. That's why I say follow me to church. So some of you are expe- maybe after the service you are expecting money because it can't be that <laughs> your leader wants you to go and plant a church. Some of you are actually expecting either an iPad or a phone or airtime. So I mean, why have you brought me here? But you see, I, I want to say to you today that I am have been anointed to explain what is happening to you. I'll explain to you that what is happening is not what you are thinking. He ran to Eli and said, I'm here. Eli said, "Ah, what are you doing? He said, I've not called you. Again, he heard the call and ran to Eli. Eli said, ah, I've not called you. And Eli couldn't believe that. Ah, So, so is this, and sometimes I can't believe that. So, is this how certain people respond to the call? 
because the way I responded to the call of God, I mean, was, it, it, was, it was momentous. And when I look at the attitude of certain people towards the call, I cannot but be amazed. He doesn't understand what is going on. No, he doesn't understand. So the third time, Eli explained to Samuel that, listen, 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 listen. That voice you are hearing is not my voice. And I want to say to a young boy that the voice you heard is not your GSO's voice. The voice that brought you here is not your center leader's voice. The voice that brought you here is not your pastor's voice. The real voice that brought you here is the voice of God. You might have received a call for me. Or I might have called you. Because when it, you see, what is going on shows the level of your understanding. If all you know is Eli, obviously God must sound like Eli to you. But I'm saying to you that it's not Eli calling you. It's not your center leader you are following. God has called you. God has called you. That's why I'm preaching from this book. Many are called. And I'm going to be crisscrossing the pages of this book. I want to explain the call of God to you. The call of God. Because certain people hear the voice of God calling them. But they move in the wrong direction. They get distracted so easily. My sister in the Kente, who brought you here? Pastor what? I can't hear you. Pastor Francis. Pastor Francis. <laughs> so, so what do you think you are doing here, Miss, Miss Kente? Pastor Francis said, follow him. Not so. <laughs> Look. Do you understand what is going on? What is going on? We are learning about how to build the church. Is that what you are saying? How to build the church. Who should plant it for you to build? Uh, myself. You yourself, you will build, you will plant it, and then you also build it. Okay, what's your name? Akos. What? Edna. Hey, Edna. Is it, is it Edna or Edna? Edna. Edna. Okay. We are learning about how to build it. But, but, but do you have a church, by the way? Yes, please. You are pastoring a church. (laughs) 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 
So I'm saying that many of you here, no, it's a very, very momentous meeting we are having here. Because if I don't rearrange things in your head, you won't think properly. You'll be confused. And the confusion will be, will be persistent and self-perpetuating. What is happening this evening is not your, your reverend who has told you to follow him to church. We are not, you, are, you didn't come here to come and learn about how to build a church. I'm trying to arrange the things in your head well. We are not here to learn how to build a church. We are here tonight to understand what God is doing with our lives. It is, you are here tonight to understand that something new is happening to you. And that something new happening to you is called the call of God, which is happening to you. Call. God's call is happening to you. God is calling you. God is calling you. And when God calls you, that voice sounds like Eli's voice. Your G-O-S-O's voice. So all of you who heard your center leader's voice or your GSO's voice or your whatever's voice, your pastor's voice, I'm saying that that voice that said to you, follow me to church for a meeting is the voice of God. If you are asked to write an essay on the, the voice of God, you must say, the voice of God is the voice I heard that called me. The voice that came from the mouth of my leader is the voice of God. Wow. Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4, verse 14. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, It's not Aaron the Levite. Thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou, thou Moses, oh please Edna, sit down. And thou shalt speak unto him. And put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth. And with his mouth. And will teach you what you shall do. Exodus 4. 14 verse 16 says. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be. Even he. Shall be to the instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him. Instead of God. 
This is how Aaron was called. God told Moses that Aaron is coming. And you watch it. When Aaron sees you, he will be very happy. Call him to be the spokesman. So Aaron became a priest. Not through God directly. But through God instructing Moses to call him into the priesthood. That is why I doubt if there's anybody here who has been approached by God himself. Your GSO or your reverend was sent by God to call you. That look at Edna. When Edna sees you, she'll be happy. Is it not true, Francis, that when Edna saw you, she was happy? That was a sign that she was being called by God. Whoever brought you here must be somebody who, when you see, you are happy. So, God is using your happiness when you see the person to call you. I'm here tonight to inform you that the real person who brought you into this church planter school is God and not your reverend. I also want to tell you. You may never meet God in a very long time. (laughs) Oh, I'll take it again. I said you may never meet God in a very long time. The God you will meet is your reverence sitting by you. Anybody here expecting God to come into your room wearing white shorts and a white kaftan. It won't happen. So God told him, he said, you Moses will be to him instead of God. The God you will experience in ministry who will speak, to, who will put words in your mouth. It's the pastor preaching to you tonight. It's the center leader sitting by you. That is how I got to do the ministry I have done for 30 years. I saw the, I can tell you that for 30 years I have never met God. I have never met God. If you are not happy and you want to leave, you can leave. I have not met God. But the man who told me to be a pastor and appointed me is the one I received as God in my life. And God so told me that the man who calls you, listen to him carefully. I sent your leader to call you. I want you to understand in English that if you will do well, it will be because you listen to me. I'm telling you. If you will do well, it will be because... That's why I, I told your geniuses. 
and, and other leaders who were here earlier. You cannot be in this church and miss unity service. That is the voice we know. Any center leader who is not interested in the unity service cannot be a leader because we, I mean, if God even appears in your room, you can die out of shock. So God always uses familiar faces. He uses the Moses around you, the Eli around you. He uses the pastor around you. And if you are here in this church, I'm announcing with clarity that in this church, all of us are following our prophets, his books, his teachings. And when I speak, you must listen to me. When I say we are going, you must. when I say read this book, when I say listen to this, because I represent him here. Yes, he has put me here legally to represent him. You better listen to my voice. Come on. I can tell you, the people who listen to me in this church, they do well. One day I went to a lighthouse church. The church was collapsing. So I was actually there to do something. So I went to the pastor's office. And the door was shut. I was in the office and the door was closed. Behind the door was a bag. A very nice carrier bag. You know, plastic bag. Very nice. And I just told the lady that what, what, what are these things which are being kept here? Because they look like small, small books. So I knew they were quiet time books. And I was wondering why they would be kept behind their door. Why will it not be you know, shared? I mean, what is it doing behind their door? It's too spooky. You know, it should be used. Ladies and gentlemen, when she brought the books, it was a rhapsody of realities. Lighthouse church. If I tell you the church, you will fall down. Rhapsody of realities. Listen to me, please. Those of you who have just come here, hear here. We don't do rhapsody. There is a voice we are listening to. Rhapsody is somebody's Moses. We too, we have our Moses. And no wonder that that church was about to collapse. I was not surprised. Rhapsody in a bag. In a bag. I want to say that when God calls you, there is always the face of a man in the picture. There's always the face of a man in the picture. If you try to bypass that man to talk to God, 
then you are telling God he's a fool for putting that man's face in the picture. So understand it very well. That's why, you see, some of the words, you won't believe that even God's word can have such words. The word of God can actually, I mean, we would expect this to be like some writings of man or some journalist. He said, he said, he said you, you, Moses, you, can I have an, a, a New King James or something? Yes. Can I have, is it verse 17 I'm, I, I'm looking at? So he shall be your spokesman to the people. And he himself shall be a mouth for you. God is talking to Moses. And you, Moses, shall be to him as God. I have never met anybody who has done well in ministry without a man in his life that he is looking at, following, chasing, admiring. And I'm saying that for us here, that man we are looking at, following, chasing, copying, and admiring is Bishop Dagwood Mills. Get it very clearly. And he sent me here. When I speak, you must... If you text him and the text doesn't go, text me. When I meet him, I'll tell him. <laughs> I am your pastor here in this local church. Don't be confused. Those of you who are whatever, I'm going to put you on. The page where every Monday for the for many years I share I I, I I I sent the link to the message he preached the following day. Podcast Monday. When I put the link on it, you must listen. We are not here to listen to Pastor Chris. Very, very important. Very important. Any pastor apart from Pastor Chris that I ask you to listen to, I have told you to listen to. Like I'll tell you that um, let's listen to this message by Derek Prince or something. Uh, um, what was the last one I put on the uh, um, uh, Mike Medoc or something? I put yeah. But you don't go and chase anything. You'll be confused. You will have diarrhea. Don't eat what I've not given you. You don't know anything. Just sit down carefully, quietly, and let me feed you. I want to welcome you. I really feel at this point to welcome you into the ministry. As a called, God has called you into the ministry. From today, your life has changed. 
I said, from today, your life has changed. Amen. You are a very, very, very special person. You have today joined the priesthood. Today. You have joined the what? The what? The priesthood. Don't worry if you don't have a Bible. You will get one. <laughs> You've joined the priesthood. And that is what I'm talking about tonight. Something very powerful has happened. You see, I told you last week or two weeks ago that when you become a priest, when you enter the ministry, I'll take it again. When you enter the ministry, when you respond to the call of God, by responding, by the response to the call of God, you have now begun to be close to the will of God for your life. I must take it again. The will of God for the believer is to be a priest. God's will. Everything God has for your life will be found within the enclave of the priesthood. Within the neighborhood of the priesthood. A Christian ought to be a priest. A Christian. If you are a Christian, you must find some priesthood job to do. Whether part-time or full-time, you should be doing some priestly work. That is what the people who were translating the Bible into the King James Version failed to do. They couldn't, I don't know what was happening to them in the room. They missed a very major verse. The, the, the people who were in the room translating the Greek Bible to the English, the people, King James, who was then the king of England, he, some group, and put them in a room that they should translate the Greek Bible to English. That's what we call the King James Version. And they did a very, very, very powerful work. Except that certain places, I don't know what happened to them. One of the places those people missed it was Revelations 5 and verse 10. I don't know how they got to write and has made unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. That was a false translation.
God has not made us kings and priests. He has made us priests. Get as well. No, I'm, I'm telling you that the King James Bible, you see, there are a lot of things I, I want to talk about. Even, even the Bible itself. But it can confuse you. The canonized Bible. There are books which are supposed to be in the Bible, which are not in it. Books that people have quoted in the Bible. It's, it's wonderful. But that is for another, even if some of you don't even have Bible. But if some of you, even your King James Bible, you, as you say, it's King James. So, I mean, you are not at the level to understand some things. Listen to me very carefully. God has not made us, and this is the scripture certain pastors use to elevate business and change Christianity into some money profiteering, money making, and in the end, they just are finished because we can't find them. God has not made us kings and priests. He has made us priests. The translation is not kings and priests. It's a kingdom of priests. We are a kingdom. So you will see that the New Living Translation puts it that way. And other translations, and so it said, you have caused them. This is the New Living Translation. It said, you have caused them to be a what? Kingdom of priests. Every, you see, we are supposed to be a kingdom of priests. When the people of Israel left Egypt in the wilderness, Exodus 19 and verse number 6, King James. This was how God was seeing his people. He said, you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. This is King James. The King James which has got kings and priests. Which New Living Translation says, no, it's a kingdom of priests. The King James Bible itself has Exodus 19.6. Where this was pulled from is a kingdom of priests. My dear friend, when you become a priest, you are getting near to the will of God for your life. And the will of God for your life, you must fight for it. You must pray for it. It will never be handed over to you. God's will. Jesus said, when you pray, say, thy will be done. It's a prayer topic. If the will of God was easy, we wouldn't need to pray about it. The things which are easy, we don't pray about it. Like nobody wakes up and prays and, and says, Lord, let my eyelids move. This morning, let my eyelids move. It's easy to look and move your eyelids. The will of God is not easy. It's difficult. You must fight for it. You must pray for it. You must press. Tonight, I'm saying to you that the will of God for the Christian is to serve him. We are a kingdom. That is why a lot of the promises of God are linked to serving God. When you don't serve God, you are really at the, at the, at the, at the fringes of God's mercy. You are living under life. They're living under life. Yes. 
Serving God is the main thing in the Bible. Christian, whatever it is, preaching is not the only thing to do when you are serving God. Those who are doing video are serving God. Those doing audio, those who are projecting slowly are all serving God. Fragrance are serving God. Yes, they are serving God. And today, God has brought you into the kingdom of the people who serve God. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you are welcome into the kingdom of priests. Tell somebody you don't know. Cross carpets and tell somebody through your mask, you are welcome to the kingdom of priests. You are welcome into the kingdom of priests. Tell the person you are the latest priest. Yes, you are the latest priest. Now, now, okay, it's all right. Now, go to somebody else and introduce yourself to the person. I am the latest priest in town. Find somebody and introduce yourself. I am the latest priest in town. Stop looking for beloved and just say what I said you should say. Say, I'm the latest priest. My bishop, but this verse in Exodus 19 was he not speaking to uh, Aaron and his people that he has brought into the into the wilderness? No, no. Look at verse five. Verse five. Verse five. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. God was speaking to his people as a treasure. God was addre- he wasn't addressing priests. Read, the, read, go back to verse, go to verse four. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. Let's start from verse one. Let's move on. Let's just start it well. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. In the third month, what? When who? The priests belonging to Aaron's clan. Also, who? The same day when? The children of what? Israel. The normal children of Israel who were carrying their chamber pot and so on from Egypt. When the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land. Not priests. Not priests. Not Aaron. It's later on we will see Aaron at work. This is God's people who have left Egypt. Today, it is God's people who have left the world. Egypt is a type of the world. When you leave the world, verse 2, baby, baby, for they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai 
and had pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount. There where? The sons of Aaron. Who? Israel. And Moses went up to God. And the Lord called him out of the mountain saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel, verse 4, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine verse 6 and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests all of Israel the children of Israel there's no Aaron, no nothing no Eliezer and no Itamar in the new testament the world is a representation of Egypt. And when you come out of the world, I said, when you come out of the world, take me to verse 5, when God carries you on eagle's wings and brings you out of the world, you, 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 you are also supposed to keep his covenant and he makes you a peculiar treasure. Have you not seen what Peter said? That ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar Ye, why is it that when it comes to working for God, it's always some special people who are priests, but when it comes to blessings, then you, you, you join in, Richard? Why are you like that? I mean, when it comes to doing outreach, when it's, oh, that is some special people like Uncle Francis, they are the one, but when it comes to uh, prosperity and, and favor and success and, and, and broken arrows. I said broken arrows. You, but when it comes to other things, oh, this one is for priests. Ye are a chosen generation. Is it for priests? A royal. Stop what you are doing. Sorry. This kingdom is a kingdom of priests. We are a royal. If you meet a Christian who is not serving God, you must pity him. Oh, I'm so happy. You know, one day, uh, my wife and I went to visit my, uh, our landlord. We, were, we had rented some two-bedroom house in Mataeko. And that man owned houses in Tesano. And we, they said he, his mother's house is at uh, La, 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 La. Sunday afternoon, we went to visit him at La. I, mean, I said to, to negotiate the rent. It was, it was too much. We said, well, no, he should reduce it. We went to his mother's house. The mother said, are you looking for that, that man? One of Ghana's top chartered accountants. Big time money man. We went to the woman's house. Elderly woman. We were frying some things. He said, my, my son, who, sent, who said he'll be here? <laughs> who told you? She was surprised. She knew that we didn't know the man. He said, you, you can't. My, my, my son doesn't come here Sunday, Sunday afternoon. She pointed to a Presbyterian church. He said, he's there. We went there. The doors were shut. Closed church. We knocked. And a young man came to open the door. 
looking surprised. We are looking for Mr. So and so. He said, Oh, he's upstairs. That money Ghanaian, one of the richest men, he was upstairs. When we went, he was there in some up, up there with books. He was balancing the books of the Presby Church. Yes, he was serving God. Serving God is not a lighthouse doctrine. It's not a charismatic doctrine. If you are a child of God, better find something to do. Whether you are Catholic, you are Anglican, you are Presbyterian, you are in witness. If you don't serve God, you are out of the will of God. Period. It's a kingdom of priests. It's a royal priesthood. Pray that this chance God has given you will not be taken from you. Because when the priesthood is taken from you, your life is taken from you. That's why God told them in Numbers 18, verse 7. That verse. He said, guard it. ESV. Numbers 18, verse 7. He said, guard it. You and your son with you shall guard your priesthood. For all that concerns the altar and that is within the veil. And you shall serve. And I give your priesthood as a gift. The priesthood is God's best gift he will ever give you. When God is giving you a gift, it's not a car. It's not a wife. It's not a wife. I want to welcome all of you who have just come. That person who called you here was using the voice of God. You may never meet God. Isn't it interesting? That the standard of the priesthood is Aaron. Yes. In the Bible, when we say priesthood, it's Aaron. Yes, the standard. Aaronic priesthood. That's the standard of the priesthood. A man who never met God. Rather, I would have thought that people who met God on uh, like Moses or the, uh, whoever, uh, 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 Elisha and Paul who met Jesus should have been the standard. A man who was called by another man has become the standard of the priesthood. May you also, who were called by your GSO, by your center leader, by your reverend, I pray that in 10 years time, when we are measuring standards in ministry, it will be referable to you. You don't need to meet God. All you need to do is to listen to the people God gives you. That is your mandate. To follow and to listen. To listen and to follow. To copy and to admire. You are a chosen generation. Nicole, you are a priest. Go to school. Go to the bank, my dear. Be a mason. Be a lawyer. But you are a priest. And better serve God. I said better serve God. Better sit down, settle down. That's why today I'm going to explain to you what it means to be called. Please sit down. What it means to be called? Number one. To be called is to be summoned. Summoned distinctly. I want to explain what is happening to you. 
To be called is to be identified, called out by name, and selected by God. The Hebrew word that is used for the call, kara, means to be called out distinctly. That is, your name is addressed. Like how Jesus mentioned people's name. There, were, there, there, there was a large crowd and he said, Zacchaeus, come. Were you not among members of your center? But your leader came and said, Edna. Is Edna the, the only member of your center? It cannot be. When God calls you, it's not with, with area boys. God doesn't call you and your friends. No. God calls individuals distinctly. Out. When you choose to live like your friends, then you have chosen to... Trivialize the call. To take the call lightly. When God calls, he actually summons you. To, see, to summon, to summon means to call somebody. When you receive court summons, it means that you are being called to appear in court. Now, I'm saying that th- th- that call is not a family call. It's not a class call. It's not a group call. From today, may your life not be patterned after your friends, your sisters, your brothers, not even church members. Ah, By the grace of God, it's been like 30 years. I have never led my life looking at pastors of Lighthouse. I listen to God myself. And he guides me. Recently, the Lord spoke to me. said, have you seen? Because he, for years, he's been talking to me about something. And I thought it was weird and wild or whatever. And he said, have you seen what I've been telling you? I'm glad you obeyed. Those of you who have just come, the call of God eh, is not with you and your friend. Tomorrow when you go to school, don't join your friend. Don't join your sister. When God calls, he, he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I've called out Bezalel. He mentions names because he calls you by name. By name. By name. You may be in the choir where everybody is singing. But God can give you a distinct. See, distinct means clearly unique. Unique. Don't follow your best friend. I've not followed my best friend. There's no best friend anywhere. Anyway. There's no best friend anywhere. Anyway. Some of you haven't done well because of your attack. 
Look, never attach yourself to anybody. Greet your friends. Eat with them. Chat with them. Whatever. But always see yourself as an individual. Matakabaya. Because that boy, you see, you, you, he may even be behaving in a way that you think may not even be correct. But God has his plan for him. Like when we were in school. While we are all smoking, somebody's father has bought him a, 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 a ticket and paid his school fees in England, Leeds University. And I am in town of Chrome, Lagos town. Smoking. You are smoking with somebody who is going to Leeds. Because you don't know that you, you may be smoking together, but your destinies are different. Even husband and wives are not don't have the same destiny. That's why he said, if you will come after me and hate not your wife, hate not your mother, because you are an individual. If you find somebody praying the way you pray, praise God. Who loves God the way you love God, praise God. But have a mind that you are alone. Oh, in the church, uh, people don't read uh, New King James. And so what? Are you people? Are you people? I pray that God will give everyone here the ability to hear the voice of God. Yeah, listen to me. I'm saying to you that God is calling you. And like that call. I mean, look at Francis. Or let me even use Edna. Edna, Eddie, please stand up. Can you all see Edna in her kente and her uh, Miriam Akiba hair and a nice watch? Why is Edna now? Why is Edna in this room? She's among the people at the back. Okay. What is around her? What are the things around her? There are chairs around her. Her pastor is around her. There's a metal stand by her. Uh, she's with people. People she is comfortable with. Beautiful. Eddie! Come. I'm calling you. I've called you. Why are you going to stand in the middle somewhere? You see, God has called her, but she doesn't want to draw near God. God can call you, but you don't like to draw near God. You, you have responded to the call of God. I called her, Eddie! Did she stand there? She moved. She moved. But not too close. Some of you have moved, but you are not too close. You have moved, but you, don't, you are not near God. You are far from God, even though you have moved. You have moved. It's a movie we are all watching.
Has Edna responded to the call? Has she responded to the call? Okay, so right now, where is Edna standing? Where was she before? The friends with the pasta, with the chairs and all that. And right now, where is she? Alone on the stage. And there are chairs around her, not so. There are people around her, not so. Who is, what's around her? There's a TV around her. There's a monitor around her. She's standing on uh, whatever. There's a pulpit. There's a pastor around her. By her response to the call, her circumstances have changed. She's no more near the people she was with. Her environment is different. Her, she's on the higher ground. She has been elevated by God. The people in her life are different. The things she sees are different. The things she touches are different. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are called, you are summoned distinctly. And it changes your life. You cannot respond to the call and still be around black and whatever chairs. Distinctly. Summon. It changes your life. It changes your position. It changes your world. It changes your perspective. It makes you different. Many of you have not responded well to the call. Look, I got born again with a friend. My wife led both of us together to Christ about 40 years ago. She was 16 years. We were two. Today he's a pastor. I'm also a pastor. But we are living different lives. His choices are different from my choices. I'm not talking about the friends we were fooling with together. That we were drinking and smoking and clubbing. No, no. We left them. And we were together. Like my, we were both shalabah. The, the night I got the night we, uh, the dawn we did the dawn broadcast. It was also with, we have been together like this for over, over 40 years. We've been together as friends. Because we met in school, in Form 1. He's a pastor. But he's, he, <laughs> I can't give you the details of his life. And I can't give you the details of my life. He's a different pastor. Because we might have been praying in tongues together the first night. But the call of God for my life is different from the call of God for his life. And some of you are yet to understand it. Because of the type of people you are still moving around with. The type of people you are still moving around with. That's why tonight I am your Eli. I'm explaining to you that when what is happening eh, doesn't allow you to be with some friends. Break up with that boy. Don't follow those girls. Don't follow those boys. Have a different life even with your friend who is a believer. When God calls you, the things you watch on TV must change. I mean, a call is, it's so, in fact, what I have demonstrated, it's not even the best. The real, 
center of the core. Yes. I want to show you what I've done. It's, it's powerful. But honestly, in Ephesians 2, Verse 3. So among whom also we had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. But God, verse 4, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Verse 5. Even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. Verse 6. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in where? On the stage? At Abokobi? Where? Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So this one is even some some two inches elevation. Your real place when you respond to the call of God is, is like heaven and earth. You are elevated. You are in the skies. Your perspective, your perspectives are different. The things you see are different. A call lifts you not to a stage, but to heavenly places. I want you to try to show the world that your life has changed. Oh, yes. On Tuesday in school, when someone takes the earphones that is in your ear to listen to what you are hearing, the person must be must 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 listen to a message you are listening to, or some or, or some gospel music, and not some 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 rubbish. Today, I want to tell you, come out. Come out. Listen to me. This is your life. The call of God is your life. <laughs> when I responded to the call, it changed, it, it determined where I stayed, which country I lived in, what job I did, how many children I had, what type of woman I married. The call of God, it must be at the center of your life. And everything ought to be revolving around it. The call of God shouldn't revolve around your piteous choices. I said the call of God must not be revolving around your useless choices your 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 choices who is your friend should be determined by the call who you marry by the call why you stay by the call i, I can live in america what stops me from living in america what is it except the call except the call 
I was sitting on a plane about to land at Kotuka. And I heard the voice clearly. You are not going back to that place. You are not leaving your 28 members at Mataeko to go. My decision to stay in Ghana was based... I wasn't a full-time pastor. I, wasn't a, I was a student. About just finishing and trying to connect myself to America. He said, you are not leaving those men. And you see, at that time, there were other pastors in, the, in, in Lighthouse who also went to America. Who had churches. Who had a congregation. But it was the will of God for them. The will of God for me was different. If you are leaving your members to go, and it is God's will, God is not asking me. In fact, he says, I should stay. And, and that's how it is. God can give separate instructions to separate people. That will amaze you. So when your life is based on how someone is living her life, you, 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 you are bleaching your, your skin like your friend. You are choosing a boy just like that boy. You are in the church. Your behavior in the church is just like somebody. You don't want to serve God the way somebody isn't serving God. You don't want to give yourself the way somebody isn't, isn't giving herself. It means you don't understand. I stayed. And by the pure grace of God, I don't deem my life different from the life of my friends. I don't deem my life different. At that time, it was America or suicide. It was what? America or suicide. And I meant it. I was going for it with my liver and spleen. But suddenly, God pulled the brakes. He said, this congregation you have will not be abandoned. Don't look at those who are living. My will for them is different from my will for you. At that time, I don't even think this book had been written. It was just the mercy of God. Because I, everything was in place. I wasn't doing it alone. I was with friends. We wrote exams together. We studied together. We did things together. But somehow, the mercy of God, it's a pure mercy. For you to walk in God's will, God must have mercy on you. Because it's not easy to walk in God's will. But I'm saying to you today, if your friend doesn't have a Bible, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a Bible. If your friend hasn't bought a Bible, it doesn't mean you shouldn't buy a Bible. You have been called out distinctly by God. Respond to the call and allow God to lead you to live a life that is unique. You come to church on Sunday and when the church service ends, your friends you used to go home with will be going and they'll ask you, won't you go? Say no. The life I now live, my God, I said, the life I now live is the life of a summoned one. There was a day I was following you, but God called me. And when God calls me, my circumstances change. My life changes. My environment changes. My choices change. My life changes. If you want to go, you can go. But I am being governed by a new set of laws. I pray for you that you respond well to the call. I pray for you.
It's my prayer. It's my prayer. Because we all have friends. In the church, I have friends. In the UD, I have friends. I have friend pastors. I have friend bishops. I have friend, but I've always known. Wait, before this book was written, I knew that there was something. I don't know. but I just knew that I didn't have to follow people. If I was following fellow pastors, fellow bishops, fellow doctors, I would not be in Healing Jesus campaign. And therefore not have the privileged relationship I have with the prophets. Wouldn't have it. Even to join the crusade, letters were written to doctors. I wasn't the only doctor. Before my eyes, they began to fall. Left, right. There was one crusade at Mankesim, um, Saltpon. I was there alone. I said, ah, but why are the doctors? But somehow, the knowledge that I am alone kept me. I said, the knowledge that I am alone, I'm not with my wife, I'm not with my friend, I'm not with my fellow doctor, I am alone! And sometimes it's painful to be alone. Sometimes you ask yourself, what are you doing? Do you understand your work? Why is every pastor in his church on Sunday and you are at first love? Why is every pastor doing the and you are following, uh, 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 you are having crusade? When you also have a church, they also have. Why won't you stay in your church and pastor? But somehow, there are some things I can't say in the microphone. I pray for you that you have the guts to stand alone. Yes. I pray you have the guts to stand alone. I pray you have the boldness and the grace. May God give you the grace to stand alone. Alone out of your family. Alone out of your classmates. When they are sharing jokes, you don't share such jokes. Why? Because you've been summoned out. You cannot be here as a church planter and live your life like people who are not church planters. In fact, you can't even live your life like other church planters. He may be a church planter, but he doesn't pray. Doesn't mean you also not pray. God should have the ability to, or you should have the ability to hear the express voice of God for your life. That is how I got to stand here by the grace of God. And I'm standing in a great place. And I always pray that God's mercy will keep me. Yes. With my lips. I have never followed people around me. I have never done things because people are doing it. I always ask myself, God, what would you have me to do? And those who are not doing what you are doing are also in God's will. I'm not saying they're not in God's will or he has fallen from God's will or the, 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 the pastor who is not healing Jesus is not in God's will. God has a plan for everyone and your plan, his plan for you will never, your fingerprint is different from the fingerprint of your next door. Even your twin sister has a different fingerprint. Don't understand that God today I, I am inaugurating your call. 
As a, this, this service is an inauguration of your call. You are now different from your twin sister. You are different from your brother. You are different from your Christian sister. You are different from your Christian brother. May you be able to wake up at 2 o'clock and pray when there's nobody praying. May you buy a Bible when nobody has bought it. Receive the ability to be guided distinctly by God. Lift your two hands. Next week we'll continue. Lift your two hands and pray. And I mean pray. Even husbands and wives, both of you are in the ministry. Both of you are center leaders. Don't follow how your wife is doing her center. Wait. Don't follow it. The call is distinct. Two shall be lying on the same bed. One shall be taken away. And the other will be left. Lift your hands and pray. Matria Kapo Simini mambo shanda bahaska. Bladiano sini hindia gosata. Mandini ma, mandini ma shanda hasa. Madil golia balia bagada gazaka baba. Ha, bada baba baba. Ba. The Bible I buy doesn't depend on who is reading that type of Bible or who is not reading. The outreaches I do doesn't depend on who, who, who is doing or who is not doing. I walk alone. Because the call is a distinct call. Lift your hands and pray and ask God for mercy. Ask Him for mercy. Malina Masola. Alabiatasa. Palanda. 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 Samalaba. Ramama. Ramama. Pray, pray, pray. Ipaga Rantra Gibande Bayandala Baba Ramazin Delebe Rababada Baba Baba Talk to God Lord Let me secure this call Let this one work Let me walk alone Let me do what you want me to do Jesus Mama Satan My friends may not be shepherds My friend My best friend may not be a trainee But I will be This is the call I'm responding My life will never be be the same. I can't live my life the way others live their lives. I'm unique. I'm different. Madalaba, Sandalaba, Ipaligo, Madiazida, Idimasa, Lababa. When God calls you, you don't say, I'm going. Will you go? I'm going for a center service. Will you go? Lift your hands and pray that your uniqueness will tell. Mamalaba, Sandalaba, you pray alone you fast alone you wait on god alone you read your bible alone you read books alone if somebody joins you praise god but you are alone pray pray Imala Baba, Indelebosa, 
Tariyama Arige Alaba Zabada Zabada Ramama Mama Laba Lift your hands everyone The last few minutes of prayer Surrender your life Your destiny You don't live your life The way others are living It's a unique call It's a distinct call You are not called with your friend You are not called with your sister You are not called with your family members You are not called with someone It's unique You obey God alone Mandala Baba Imandima Ababa Adiaza 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 Lababa Aliaba Abadaba Aliaba Andalaba Indalaba Indalaba Itariba Ariaba Inderebe Rabadiba Azata Father we thank you Jesus I'll never be the same again. Lift your hands. I'll never return. I've closed the door. I'll walk the path. I'll walk the path. I'll run the race. And I will never be the same again. I'll never be. I'll never be the same again. I'll never return. I've closed the door. I'll walk the path. I'll run the race. And I will never be the same again. There are higher heights. There are higher heights. There are deeper seas. Whatever you need to do, Lord, do in me the glory of God. Fills my life and I will never be the same again. Just lift your hands and let's sing again. I'll never be. I'll never be. Everyone singing. The same again. I'll never return. I'll never return. I've closed the door. I've closed the door. I will walk the path. I will walk the path. I'll run the race. I'll run the race. And I will never be the same again. The song is saying that you will not be the same person you were last week. No, you won't be the same. From now on, when you open your mouth and you speak this, ah, are you a pastor now? Are you a shepherd? You're also one of the shepherds. Yes, I'm one of the shepherds. That's all. If you don't like me, go away. I'm one. God has called. If God has called you, who are you to respond to the call of man? That's what we are saying that I will never be the same girl I was. I will never return. I have closed the door. I will walk the path. Now there's a race in front of you. 
I see you running. I see you breasting the tape. I see you winning. I see the crown on your head. I will run the race. And I will never. never. The next stanza says, there are higher heights. There are deeper seas. My dear friend, I want to tell you, by being here, you are now inches deeper than the superficial veneer of church attendance on Sunday. I said you are now deeper than the superficiality of Sunday church service. You are deeper. There are higher heights. There are deeper seas. He said, whatever you need to do, Lord, do it in me. I'm not that, I can't be struggling with you at this time. The glory of God fills my life. And I tell you, if you will follow this call, you'll be different from your family members. You'll be different from your cousins. The next time you meet at a funeral, they will know that you are a different girl. I love what Helen Baylor said. He said, look a little closer. You will see that I've changed. I've changed. I'm the girl I used to be. There are higher heights. There are deeper seas. Whatever you need to do, Lord, do it in me. And as he does it, the glory of God fills your life. Kai. I know a brother whose brother, whose big brother was traveling to London. As he was giving other shoes, other shirts, he gave this brother, who's a pastor now, a, a suitcase of condoms. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. A suitcase of condoms. But today, if somebody is traveling, he will leave all his Bibles with him. All his Bibles. I will never be the same again. Don't mind my key. Let's sing it. I will never return. I've closed the door. I will walk the path. I'll run the race. And I will never be the same again. You can't be, William. You can't be. Your cousin at Petoy. Uh, is different from you. If you have feelings for this girl, you can't touch her because you have been summoned. You, you are different. He can go any angle by you. Restrictions. Later on, I'll preach about the limitations of the call. It's in the book. <laughs> Zagula Badaga. The limitations of the call. <laughs> when the call of God is on you, you can't touch anything. You want to touch. You can't drink anything you want to drink. You can't watch anything you want to watch. It's got the limitations of the call. You may want to touch some breasts, but ladies and gentlemen, it's out of bounds. It's out of bounds, brother. You can't. Restrictions. Coming soon to a service near you. The limitations of the call. It's a blockbuster movie. Keep watching. <laughs> Producer. 
I'll never be the same again. Never the same. I will never return. You will never be like your family members. I've, I've closed, closed the shut door. the door to the girl. Shut the door to those movies. Shut the door to that lifestyle. Shut the door to not paying tithes. Shut the door to coming to church once a while. Sing it. And I will never be the same again. Take it again from the top. Oh, I will never be beautiful. The same again. I will never return. I've closed the door. Sing it. I will walk the path. I'll run the race. And I will never be the same again. Let's start on the top again. I'll never be the same. I will never be Come on The same again I will no, never no. return Don't just sing it Somebody was telling me about uh, A singer Now I didn't know that That phrase exists He said that singer Doesn't sing the words She speaks the words. So as she is singing, her words are clear. Because she she is singing, but she is speaking the words. But you can also sing and sing the words. You have joined the instruments. But a certain level of singing, you detach yourself from the instruments and you speak the word. Speaking to yourselves in sounds hymns and spiritual songs so songs can be spoken so i want you today to understand that there may be another shepherd who is doing the ministry are you awake now who is doing the ministry in a certain way but you have closed the door you can't be here and not pay tithes you shut the door to non-tithes you shut the door to arbitrary haphazard church attendance. Because God has called you and your life is different. It's called the life I now live. I'll never be the same again. Sing it now. I will never return I've closed the door. I will walk the path. I'll run the race. And I will never be the same again. One more time from the top. I'll never be. Come on, sing it. I will never be the same again. I will never return. I will never return. I've closed the door. I will walk the path. I'll run the race. And I will never 
be the same again. Fall like fire, come on. Fall like fire, soak like rain, flow like mighty waters, and then again. Sweep away the darkness, burn away the child, and let the flame burn. To glorify your name. Come on, say I'll never be. Oh, I will never be the same again. Never return. I will never return. I've closed the door. I walk the path. I will walk the path. I'll run the race. And I will never be the same again. And I, and I will never be the same again. And I, and I will never be the same again. Father, tonight we bless you for your spirit, and for the privilege to be workers in your vineyard. We ask for your grace to answer the call, to walk in the direction in which you have called us. Give us strength to walk alone. According to the call that you have called us, Lord. May we not walk according to the call of the person next to us. May we not walk according to the call of a spouse or a brother or a parent. But may we walk according to the call that you have called us, Lord. We thank you, Father. Help us to pay the price. Pay the price of our unique calling. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen